0: Is there another way to read the tarot that doesn't involve memorizing the book with the meaning of 78 cards plus what they mean when they're upside down? Do you have to read the entire book that comes with your deck before you can be good at readings? My guest this week put the book aside and started reading tarot using her intuition. And she says you can too. That's what we're talking about in this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. So stay tuned. (music) This is Ronnie and Ryan, Intuitive Coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love & Magic Podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic Podcast. And now, on with the show! Before I dive into this episode about using your intuition to read the tarot and so much more, I wanted to share a bit about who has been listening to this podcast. I did this a couple of weeks ago, but I've dug a little deeper into the stats to discover other places with listeners. Today, I want to thank people from Italy and South Africa. This is so exciting to me to look at the map of listeners and learn that even in Ukraine, people are downloading Breathe, Love & Magic and listening to the podcast. My heartfelt thanks to every one of you. Isn't it amazing to think we are all united in some way energetically through the podcast? I just want to take a moment to wish peace and prosperity to everyone around the world. Speaking of peace, I've been volunteering for a group called 10 Million for World Peace, which I did a whole episode on just a few weeks ago. On Friday, September 1st, this group starts a 21-day World Peace Meditation Challenge. There will be a free daily 7-minute guided meditation at 1 11 p.m. Eastern focused on manifesting world peace. So it's every day for 21 days, culminating on September 21st, which just happens to be World Peace Day. Group meditation has been scientifically proven to be very powerful. In fact, the co-founder of this group, Beth Dunn, did a peace experiment in 2018 focused on group meditations to bring peace to the Middle East. Through independent statistics by the ACLED, they discovered there was a 20% reduction in violence during this period of daily meditations and her experiment. Isn't that amazing? If you'd like to focus on world peace, whether you can join us just once for several days or all 21 days, please join us by registering at 10millionforworldpeace.org slash join hyphen us. You'll find that in the show notes and you spell the word 10 out, T-E-N, 10 million for worldpeace.org slash join hyphen us. I sure hope to see you there. And thanks again for listening. In this episode of the Breathe, Love and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Bonnie D'Angelo. She's a certified yoga instructor, And she's with the Yoga Alliance. She is also a Reiki practitioner working towards mastership and is an energy worker. But what we're going to be talking about today is how she reads the tarot. She's also a practicing medium. Bonnie's goal is to bring magic back to life, which she's got me right there as Breathe, Love and Magic is the name of my podcast. Magic is all around us. Magic is within us. And it's what we do and how we live. So welcome, Bonnie. Well,
1: thank you, Ronnie. I am so excited to be here and talk about all things magical, of course.
0: <laughs> oh, awesome! Awesome! Awesome. The real question that we're looking at to start with is how do you read the tarot intuitively? Because honestly, I find the tarot very daunting. And I used to have like that writer deck, the classic writer weight deck. Mm-hmm. And then recently I bought a deck that I thought was pretty. I can't use it. I gave it away already, but I love how you have this twist on using it where you're using your intuition. So let's start there and talk about how did that begin for you?
1: Well, same thing when I first got into tarot and I loved just having the cards in my hand. They felt so magical. But when I looked at all of them, whether there's 78 in a deck, yeah. I was like, holy, what am I going to do with this? And then the book is like a two inches thick, there's no way I'm going to learn this, but I sat with it and I tried and I learned and I tried. I learned a little bit here and there. It wasn't clicking with me. It wasn't the way that it was resonating with me, which was weird because it felt so magical in my hands, right? I wanted to learn so bad. So I stumbled upon my mentor, I will call her. She was the one who sparked the idea or the feeling of connecting with them energetically and intuitively instead of saying, okay, so we have the hermit here. The hermit means this. These are the, words that are associated with the hermit, but what does it feel like for me? I started taking different decks and seeing which one resonated with me the best. And I found one. The Lightseer's deck, Chrisanne, it's beautiful. Pictures Ooh. move when I look at them. The pictures change every time I draw, maybe I draw the same card three times there's something different within that card that just speaks to me which yeah. is really cool so i found that deck and then what i did i started pulling one card a day and just keeping it with me i wasn't reading it i wasn't doing anything with it i was just holding it i may have kept it on my nightstand at bed or put it in a book as a bookmark different things that i would do with this this one card each day And then I I took the book and I threw it away. I
0: didn't
1: didn't throw it away. I put it, I don't even know where it is, but it's somewhere. You put it aside,
0: yes, okay. (laughs) put it
1: aside so that I wasn't tempted to look at the, the book every time I was stuck on the meaning of the card. So it was up to me to really dive into it. So this was me reading for myself and just learning. And when I started reading for others, I found that the cards not only spoke to me like they would every time I look at them, but they would kind of link in with the energy of the sitter. So it kind of shifted in that sense. And I'm like, Mm. oh, that's really cool. What I do with a card when I'm doing a reading for somebody, I will pull cards. I would look at them. I will sit with them. I will feel into the energy. And then I will go to the card and I'll look at it. And briefly, I'll see what part of this card sticks out for me the most. And it could just be a little heart. And I'm more focused on that heart than I am
0: on the entire card. Card. That makes sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. Because what I hear that happened from everything you've said is that you built an energetic relationship with the card. Exactly. And then, you know, by working with one at a time and, and deciding to really connect with each card without looking at the book, you allowed that information to come up through you and probably from some past life or whatever as well, that you certainly had access to having used them before. So it came so naturally and that's why they felt so natural and magical in your hands, right? Because exactly. you, yeah, you did it before. So that's really cool that you have really built a relationship with the cards, and that would make your reading much more intuitive because you're not bound by what the book says.
1: Exactly. And I firmly believe that, well, I work with guides, I work with my higher self, I work with the guides and spirits of and loved ones of others that I'm reading for. So I firmly believe that my spirit guides, my higher self, The helpers know that I am reading the cards as they lay with me and receiving the information that needs to be shared as opposed to, oh, she's going to look at that book. So we're just going to let her look at the book and read it. They're aware that I'm not looking at the book, I'm looking for guidance, I'm looking intuitively, I'm just seeing what feels right, what flows through those readings. Yeah,
0: in addition, you're allowing it to be different for each person because you're allowing yourself to pick up each person's individual energy. And what stands out about the card, like you were saying about you might just focus on a heart that's in the picture, but that's not the main presentation of what the card is. But that's what comes up as the strong energy there that's important to relay to the person who's getting the reading. So, yeah, that makes total sense. And that's really cool. So, do you teach classes like that too? I'm not teaching right now. I'm not
1: sure if that's something that's in my my realm, or or it might be eventually. But at this moment, you know, I offer suggestions for people who are, you know, I can't handle. I don't know how to read cards. There's too many. So, I I might offer a little kind of like I'm offering to you. I'll offer that suggestion. But as far as teaching intuitively, that's kind of really hard to do. And I don't know if it's it's the teaching of intuition, but yeah, everyone's <laughs> style of reading is is going to be oh, different for sure. And, but i don't want to skip over the, like the very important and expression of the tarot itself it's it's been around for how many years it's right. it's an very from old from the middle system. ages or maybe it's, the
0: renaissance i can't remember
1: it's very wise. So for those who are reading it tarot style, that's amazing. That works for them and for whoever's reading it. So that's very important. I want to just honor the tarot because it's, it is very magical and spiritual and there's a lot of energy within it. And sometimes the meaning of tarot does sneak into my readings. And that's me being um, very in tune with the energy coming through from the sitter. So the death card in the deck that I use and the light seers deck is a picture of a red hood over a face, but there's no face. It's mostly trees in, in the background. So yeah. sometimes parts of that picture will catch my attention, but sometimes it definitely relates to the meaning of the death card in general. So it's kind of like I work differently with everybody. Hopefully that makes sense.
0: Yes. And so I looked it up while we were talking and tarot deck was invented in Italy in Mm -hmm. the, in around the, in the decade of 1430. Yes. So it's really old. And I heard that it was also having something to do with Kabbalah because there's numerical things having to do with the tarot as well.
1: The energy behind the tarot. I just, sometimes the pictures speak to me.
0: I totally get that. There's a lot of different tools we can use to all get to the same place, which is pulling out the intuition, getting the messages from spirit. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of tools you can use and the tarot is certainly a good one. Definitely. Yeah. So that's really cool. What have you found in doing these readings? Like, I know you talk about having a mobile shop. So what does that mean that it's mobile? First of all, let's go there.
1: Yeah, it's a trailer that I have taken everything out of. Well, mostly everything out of it and created a shop. So I have everything displayed within this trailer. People just come up, they walk in and they can shop. It's not as big as a nice big shop, but it's really cute. It's really cute. And 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 where do
0: you park it all of a sudden? Like, how does that work?
1: I do farmer's markets and other events. So I take it to events and set it up so people can come on, they can shop, they can ask questions, they can get readings. So I don't have it open all the time. Like right now it's just sitting, you know, in a very special space, but during an event, I'll set it up and um, and we'll do the things, all things spiritual. That
0: is so cool. I never heard of anything like that, but that makes so much sense. It's like a trunk show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. And, you know, people come on, they don't expect that it looks like a little shop. They're like, whoa, this is really interesting. This is really cool. So I put all my crystals and all my goodies, like, you know, display it just like I would in my shop.
0: But, sure. Oh, yeah. that is. So what have you found from reading the cards? Like what has come to you or what have you learned from being a card reader and the way you do things? So how is that impacted your life, or what is that like to do that work for people?
1: Well, in the beginning, I was super nervous, obviously. (laughs) I was you know, you just want to offer guidance, you just want to offer that certain thing that people are coming into, you know, to really look for, because, yeah. you know, people come in for a reading, they're, they're, they're going through something, they're looking for answers, they need guidance, or maybe they're just coming in for like, fun. And they just like, Oh, let's see what happens. Sure. But my, what my goal is, is to be able to offer guidance and, you know, not so much answers, but just information that somebody can say, I didn't even think of that. And that makes so much sense to me. I know what to do now.
0: Yeah. Isn't that the best thing when you can give them that little piece of guidance Mm -hmm. that lets the light bulb go on and then they go, Oh, I can see how that would work.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And when people get emotional, I I have people get emotional, like you just never know the struggles that people are going through internal struggles, there's so much going on in our lives. And it's hard to take the time to really focus and engage in and kind of get to the root of things. So when I do readings, that is my goal to get to the certain root of a situation or a problem or, or whatever's going on to get to that point allows those who are open to receiving, it allows them to kind of open up and unfold and realize the things that they need to, to move past it or to move forward or take the steps. So for me, a tarot reading isn't so much of, am I going to win some money? Am I going to get married? (laughs) We can't answer those things like everyone has free will. So it's, those things are hard to to answer. Yes, you're going to get married, <laughs> but it's the guidance that comes along with it. And it's like going deep in and seeing what's, what's making you stuck. What's what, why are you asking that question? That kind of feeling? Does yeah. that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember I worked at Psychic Fairs so many years ago and there were really only five questions. Love, yeah. money, career, and health. Those yes. are what people focus on. And sometimes spiritual path. That's the fifth one that would sometimes come in. It's just so funny because you would think there's so many people who sit down, there'd be tons and tons of questions, but they really fall into those five categories. That's it's true. Because what do people want to know about? Those are the things mostly, you know, it's, and even if it's not love, it might be relationships. So it could be family members or friends or whatever. So that's really mm-hmm. what it all boils down to. It's so funny thinking about, like, I have a blog post on my website, intuitiveedge.biz, and it's, the title is the difference between fortune telling and intuition. (laughs) And (laughs) because fortune telling is, to me anyway, when somebody can say, yes, you're going to be married, you're going to have three children, you're going to, you know, you're going to be married for 20 years, you're going to live in the same house. That's like a predictive thing. And that's a very different skill than Mm -hmm. what you are talking about. You are looking at what will help you in this moment. And the other is talking about what's gonna happen to you as if you have no choice and there's only destiny. It is cool to have one of those readings if you're open to somebody mapping out for you what's gonna happen. Like for me, what I find is I don't like people telling me what I can and can't do. True, (laughs) I love it. That doesn't actually go over big for me you know, it's not bad if they're on track with what I want to see happen in my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But but when there's a difference, then I don't want to hear it because whether that happens or not, I'll deal with it when it does, you know? So I look at it the same way you do in that when we do readings for people, we are trying to help. Whatever you're worried about, suffering through, need Mm -hmm. understanding about, have to make a decision about, You know, that's where a reading comes in handy. We're trying to work at the soul level to Exactly. On your path, wherever it is that you want to go. And that's why you're looking at the energy from the cards. And I'm often looking at the energy or experience the energy as I see it or feel it or hear about it about where the energy is for them on the path. And we just want to help you get there. You know? Exactly.
1: That's that's <laughs> the goal. I have yeah, the the help and the guidance and and just you know assistance or anything you might want to you need to receive from the universe.
0: Yeah. Since you have a mobile shop, you also have books and crystals and exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I sell crystals, crystal jewelry and, and other interesting little gifty things made with crystals. I sell the sage and Palo Santo and statues and all any like all the things spiritual. Card I'm sure, right? Tarot and Oracle cards. I also do books. I speaking of books, I created my name, the name of my business around a book because it's where it started for me is in the pages of a book.
0: So cool. I was intrigued by something I heard and I went straight to the books. I didn't announce the name of your business. So tell me the name of your business and the book that that related to.
1: Sure, yeah. The name of my business is Spellbound Mystics. So what I created the name around is the bound part, the spellbound. Like I am very much into creating rituals and and, and manifesting. And for me, that's spellcasting and all of that stuff. And when you think of spellcasting, it's it's within the words, um, and those words are bound in books. And then the mystical part, just it just flowed with the name. So it kind of just felt true to me because it's where that journey started was within the pages, written in those words in the pages of a book. It wasn't a specific book, but in general, I found magic in books.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that that's the place you came to. I found magic in books. Okay, I love that. <laughs> That's great. All right, so then what is one of your favorite books? Okay, so one of my favorite
1: books about working with energy and spell casting is called Psychic Witch. It's by Matt Aron, and in this book it talks about the energy of words. It talks about the elements. It goes through so many exercises and practices for you to to work through, to create, and you can go back and do them again. What I found reading this book, even just reading some of those exercises, I was able to bring through that energy and create that which I was trying to within those exercises, which is so cool because the power of words and the power of bringing those words into intention is just incredible. The energy is there. But this book goes over so many different types of magical workings, rituals, um, working with the elements, earth, air, water, fire. So it kind of like brings everything to one book, which is absolutely fabulous for me. I enjoyed it incredibly.
0: Oh, that's awesome. You know, I have read a couple of books about those. (laughs) I read Uh a book on chaos magic. And Chaos. chaos magic, I guess, is called low magic where high magic is so it's not like a vibrational thing high magic is very ceremonial ritualistic and you know you have to do step where Mm -hmm. chaos magic or low magic is just kind of get it done like you know don't worry about if it's the super pretty or you followed every step or whatever you just get to the magic you just okay yeah i understand Mm -hmm. yeah chaos magic I'm not really sure why they were calling it, but if you look it up, you'll find there's a lot written about chaos magic. So anyway, I haven't really dabbled very much in spell work. So I always find it interesting to hear people talk about it because I don't know that much about it.
1: Yeah. And I have not heard of the different like chaos magic and high magic. It's a matter of preference, really. You oh, have for sure. who are going to want the whole thing. They want the whole thing, the whole ritual, even if it lasts two, three hours, that's what brings it yeah. to them. For me, I guess I would be in that chaos magic yeah. kind of feel where I, I can read something. I can visualize it. I can put it into motion through thoughts. There is no reason to have any of all the stuff. You have it for what you want. So I have crystals because I love them. I, I touched this one and it just makes my whole legs light up, Wow! but you don't need it. You don't need it to create your manifestation, to create the energy that you're, you're trying to bring forth. So it's really intention. It's being mindful. It's being true to yourself,
0: being true to yourself. Well, I find that from everything I've read about magic, most importantly, it's about intention. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because. You have an intention to create something and then that's what you put your focus and energy into.
1: Yep, exactly. It's very powerful. You don't realize a lot of people, my husband doesn't, don't realize the power of your thoughts.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> I just
1: threw my husband under the bus. Oopsies.
0: Yeah, that is a very true statement. That, and when you don't pay attention to your thoughts, then you're creating things without You don't have intention, but you're still creating things, which is a little weird because it's what you focus on is what you get more of. I have been working on being more conscious of noticing (laughs) my thoughts, right? You got to start noticing how much time you're spending on what you don't want.
1: Exactly. Whenever
0: you're worrying, you're focusing on what you don't want.
1: I caught myself a couple times we're human someone makes you angry driving there they cut you off and and I started screaming I'm like they can't even hear me why am I getting upset it's fine just let it go so the simple act of catching yourself is the first and most important step when that happens because you can dwell on it and that's oh, gonna yes. bring your vibration down or yep. or
0: let's talk about
1: another book that you really love pick it pick a sure.
0: second one and
1: the second one is called Cracking Open Adventures of Reluctant Medium. This Oops. one is by Isabel Maxwell. She is... Oh, I'm, I have interviewed Isabel. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, she is one of my all-time like mentors. She's the one who totally opened my eyes to a few different things. Her book is awesome. It, it talks about just a regular person who has regular life just like, you know, majority of us where one day something happened and she opened up like, so it goes through a lot of her experiences, which I could relate to because it's very relatable to just a regular person going through life, disappointments and divorce and and all of the stuff that you go through and yet ending up kind of pushing through and, and learning more about yourself than you could have ever learned. So
0: um it was a huge, huge book for me to read. I loved it. You know, it's so funny because some people just have that experience, you know, like she calls it cracking open and boom, one day you're different than you ever were, you know, mm-hmm. it just happens. And for me, I had to work so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work so hard. I think it took seven years for me to get from trying and taking classes and working on it to channeling. It took seven Mm -hmm. years and it took Reiki one initiation that 21 days is what got me from just doing intuitive work to doing the channel. So it's so interesting because I guess because of so many past lives, I must have tried to hold myself back in some way. But I'm that's I possible. Broke, I broke through anyway. It was such a long journey compared to somebody who's just cracking open. It's so amazing how different the experience are. And a lot of people have these insane, crazy awakening things that happen. Like that's what the cracking open is. And and it's just there's so many different ways that people come to doing this work.
1: It is. And it's, it's always changing and evolving. For me, I, you know, it was more. More in in my dreamlike state to be at the beginning. And then it evolved to, well, no, I'm awake now. What is this? And then it evolved. It's changing. And, you know, I started with crystals and then then I worked through tarot and then mediumship, I started receiving messages. And then, you know, I did the yoga and yoga brought in a a whole new awareness. Like it's it's a constant pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah constantly learning, honing your skills. It's like, well, this skill is gone. Whoa, what happened? And then you're like, well, now something new is emerging. Yes. Yes. What do you do with that?
0: Absolutely. And so I started to look at it like, you know, I I wanted to write this article that was multiple awakening, multiple spiritual awakenings versus multiple orgasms. Which one's more fun? (laughs)
1: Okay. I want to, I want to read that when you have it
0: done. (laughs) (laughs) Although truthfully, not all spiritual awakenings are fun. (laughs) I've heard, I've heard. Yeah. I mean, it, it's
1: interesting because everyone's different, right? What I found, I had multiple times when I just started breaking down and crying. And I'm like, what is going on? My husband was looking at me and said, like, are you okay? I'm like, um, I'm fine. I don't know what's going on. I just, something's off and something's going on and I'm just crying. So I had a lot of
0: emotions coming through yeah. and I still do every once in a while. I'll you must be hard. releasing. You're releasing something because tears, mm-hmm. laughter, yeah. Coughing, sneezing, those are all signs of releasing.
1: Okay. I like hearing that. I didn't, you, I mean, I understand and it makes sense when you say it that way. Yeah.
0: Huh. It's interesting because I just started working with a somatic person, and that's about releasing the emotions in your body. And mm-hmm. I really didn't want to do that, but I sort of stumbled over it. <laughs> and
1: that's and what so, how happens.
0: Yeah. You know, she has me do these gestures and I'm going to interview her soon. And things get released from your body and you can't really put your finger on it. You don't know what it is, but you started crying or you felt a tightening or, you know, and so it's this, it's the process of learning about what's going on specifically in your body and how to let that go because all this stuff is stored, but you don't have to know what it is to release it. That's what, that's the lovely part yeah. And so that yeah. could be what you go through where you're just having that emotional release
1: mm-hmm.
0: and letting go of layers. So, you know, to me, if that happens spontaneously, good, because you didn't have to force it. <laughs> just let it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. All right. So Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with today, Bonnie? This has been the Bonnie and Ronnie show. The Bonnie
1: (laughs) and Ronnie show. I love it. I'd just like to say, allow yourself to be in the present moment. Allow yourself to just witness your life. Maybe even if it's just finding yourself in a space and taking and trying to visualize yourself, taking a step back and just look at yourself. Like from a bigger picture. From a bigger picture, and it's not even to judge or to have any kind of ideas of what's right, what's wrong. Just allow yourself to look and witness without judgment, without, you know, anything. I think that is huge to be able to, and, it, and it's not an easy thing to do either. <laughs> so being able to just take a step back and notice, and there's huge opportunities in silencing and meditation, journaling, all of that. I learned that through yoga. Yoga was a huge stepping stone in my spiritual journey and allowing, even if it's not yoga, if it's maybe it's dancing, maybe it's exercising, something that brings you to being mindful in your body and, and staying
0: present. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to throw one last thing in, which is don't be afraid to use your intuition with the tarot because your intuition might see a lot in those cards that give great information for you or a friend or somebody you're doing readings for. Don't be afraid of using your intuition alongside with that tarot because they those cards have a lot of meaning, but you can also apply some of your own as well. So thank you, Bonnie, for sharing everything today. It was a pleasure having you. It was so much fun hanging
1: out with you, Ronnie, and I really enjoyed this. Thank you.
0: You're so welcome. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic.